Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things, a Nacho Radio production. This is what we did on our morning show, uh, the Top 5 Things that we did on our morning show, which you can hear at Planet 93.9, the Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. My name is Dave, and this is my partner, Darren. Hello, Darren. Hello, friends. I should point out that this podcast... Dave. Yes. It's brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, one in Milan on Tech Drive and one in Galesburg on West Main Street. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. Sign up for the newsletter and uh, also connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. It's true. Let's get started with number one. Number one. 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 Number one. NASA is going to be having a major event on Monday to announce an exciting new discovery about the moon. Hmm. It seems to me if you've made an exciting new discovery about the moon. Go ahead and tell us. Tell us what it is. I don't know why we got to have a, a press conference on Monday about it. They will not reveal what the details are, but they are willing to uh, tease us and say that it contributes to... NASA's efforts to learn about the moon in support of deep space exploration. Well, maybe NASA has a big announcement budget, and if you don't use it, you lose it. I bet you're right. So it's like, just wait till Monday. We've already used all of the uh, the money allotted for the first two weeks of the month. I don't understand quite how that works. This is something, I guess, that, that they learned about the moon... And they're, again, calling it a major event to make this announcement. It's something they learned from SOFIA. SOFIA is the Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy. And what it is, is a modified 747 that flies higher than much of the atmosphere. And inside this 747, there's this built-in nine-foot telescope. And because you're up that high, Mm -hmm. you're able to get a much clearer view of the solar system. Plane is able to get above 99% of our atmosphere's water vapor. And that water vapor obscures our view from space. Yeah, you just got a bunch of vapor on the lens here. Mm -hmm. I can't. The telescope instruments at the center of the flying observatory gather infrared light, meaning it can pick up stuff that are impossible to see with visible light happening on the moon. And apparently they've discovered something on the moon that has them so excited that they're having this big party on Monday to let us know about it. When you're flying that high on this modified 747, is it still someone's responsibility to serve drinks? Here's hoping. Can I get myself a soda? This might have something to do with the Artemis program, which hopes to send the first woman and the next man to the moon in the year 2024. And then the plan is we'll use the moon as a base to launch uh, missions to Mars sometime in the 2030s. These will be the first people to set foot on the face of the moon since 1972. And I hate to say this, but 2024 is going to be here before you know it. Yeah, that's right. Makanda 24, the eclipse returns. You've already got plans for the year. Absolutely. That's fantastic. The briefing, it says here, will be attended by Jacob Bleacher. Chief Exploration Scientist for the Human Exploration and Operations Mission Directorate at NASA's headquarters. So the fact that this guy's on the list 
means that this probably has something to do with our plans to travel and then live on the moon. A bunch of other NASA scientists will be there, but the fact that this guy's there means, wait a minute, that's a big deal. Uh, it'll be at 11 o'clock our time on Monday. So we'll find out more about this next week, I suppose. All right, we've got this budget. We need to use it. Terry, Terry, go get some balloons, get some streamers, make a nice sign. <laughs> That's Terry's job. Two. 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 I saw yesterday that your guy Paul McCartney is going to be putting an album out before the end of the year. That's right, McCartney 3. So walk me through this. Uh, his first album was just called McCartney. Mm-hmm. And then years later, he did a follow-up called McCartney 2. Right after he was done with Wings. And now this is McCartney 3, and they say this is the final album in the trilogy. (laughs) Was it always meant to be a trilogy? I don't think so. Or are they just calling it a trilogy because the chances of him getting around to McCartney 4 are probably... There were other records that you probably could have came pretty close to McCartney 3, like the... um, um, creation and Chaos in the Backyard. Okay. That was essentially a solo record, mm-hmm. although he had help with the, the production of it. So is so, the idea behind a McCartney record with a, with a Roman numeral after it that he does everything? He does everything. So he plays the drums, yes. all of it. He plays everything and he produces it. So the, we got wind of this. I thought it was a very cool thing that they did in terms of how we f- discovered that this was even well, happening. Well, this had been out there for a few weeks. Has it? Yeah. Of course, you would know that. You're a, you're a Paul McCartney super fan. But when you would go to listen to anything McCartney solo on on Spotify, yes. when you would pull it up, an animation of dice would just come across your screen. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Uh-huh. And they would settle always on the number three. Right. So then people thought, oh, he's sending us signals. That's a very a cool way of announcing that you're, you're working Very cryptic. Yeah. I think he's taking a page from... I, doesn't Taylor Swift do this sort of stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, it, his advanced age to be that hip to the trip, I think, is great. He's either got really good people working for him or he came up with that on his own. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's cool. I did watch a video clip of him, and the idea is he's doing all of it. And he's doing all of it because he was bored because he was on lockdown. Well, he called it rockdown. Well, that's 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 very clever. I want to ask you this question yes. about Paul McCartney, and maybe you'll have an answer. And this is a legitimate question. I'm not trying to, to I'm not trying to be a jerk here. They showed him working on the album, mm-hmm. and they showed him playing the drums. Now he played the drums on a couple different Beatles tunes, right? Yes, and he played drums. He was the drummer on Band on the Run. Wow! So he he's capable dec- of doing it. Decent yes. drummer. But I swear to God, when they showed the video of him in his barn working on the album, working on the drums, yeah. It looked like he had Ringo's face on every one of the drums. He might have. So is that like, I'm, I'm paying tribute to Ringo? Or is that like, I hit it so hard because I hate him? I Seems th- like a weird thing to have your friend's face on the drum. It looked to me like he had like, maybe I was wrong, T-shirts on the drums. That's what I thought too. It looked like towels. So to yeah, me. just basically to create a certain sound, I suppose. But was it Ringo's face? I don't know if it was. It could be. I didn't look at is it that, that close. Is that a passive aggressive thing, I or is he paying homage, or it's like I'm gonna hit? I really need to hit it hard. I'm gonna put Ringo's face. I'm gonna give him what for. I'm gonna bust you in the lip, Mister. <laughs> Prop man, prop man, for this next number, I need to hit you in the face with a stick. I thought we would get more of this. Um, albums from the 
locked down. Well, they've had nothing to do. That's what I'm all saying. All these musicians. You would think that a lot of people would have. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Well, it's interesting because we I know like we're going to have new music from Foo Fighters in November. That record was ready to come out in early summer. They're just sitting on it because the idea is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to put a new album out if you can't really support it with a live tour. Offspring are the same story. They've had a record done for months, 100% done, ready mm-hmm. to go, but it doesn't make sense to just put it out there and have a couple of people buy it. You don't really get your return on the investment if you're not able to support it through a live tour and merchandise yeah. and all the, all the rest of it. Different strokes for different folks, Ex- I guess. Exactly. So I would have thought that it would have made more sense to put stuff out when we're all locked in our house and we can't go out and do other things. Captive audience. Right. But then that captive audience, I thought, was why this QB would do a little bit better than it did. This is a short-form streaming service, and the idea was they wanted to be Netflix for your phone. They were going to put together content, TV shows, movies, Mm -hmm. that you could watch on your phone. Can't you do that already? Well, yeah, but this was exclusive for your phone. QB standing for Quick Bites, and the idea, too, is... It's like a streaming network for people that take the bus to work and the commute is about 10 minutes. So the okay, so it was shorter content. Right. They and this was this was some of the big hitters in Hollywood that w- would that were behind this. I mean, Jeffrey Katzenberg generally knows what he's doing with this sort of stuff. And this company in March was worth 1.5 billion dollars. That was in March. According to who? Well, that was their valuation, according to, you know, Mm -hmm. the the experts. The idea was they were going to be the next YouTube. And they folded. Yesterday, they've said, we've exhausted all of our options. And we've come to the difficult decision to wind down the business, return cash to our shareholders, and say goodbye to our colleagues with grace. That's the announcement they made yesterday. Although we do have a, a a big announcement budget, and if we don't use it, we lose it. So here it is. They just got started. I mean, they didn't even make it to the end of the year. The launch of a, I'm reading here from The Verge. Uh, It says here, there's a number of factors that can be pointed in unpacking QB's demise. The launch of a mobile-only streaming device service at the height of a global pandemic when users were stuck at home. The lack of any real breakout content that was compelling enough to tempt subscribers or the fact that short-form video contact Content has a nearly infinite amount of free competition in the form of YouTube, TikTok, and other platforms. Well, I think they've just answered their question. Well, okay. We it didn't was, have any breakout content. I'm trying to think. Like The only thing I can think of that was on QB was uh, Anna Kendrick driving around with a, with a sex doll. That was one of the shows. How did I miss that? <laughs> and the sex doll comes to life. Now, does that show go on Netflix now? Do they, they have to find some other place to show these shows, right? Because you you spent a lot of money making these TV shows. There was one with uh, Will Forte, and um, I can't think of uh, the actress's name, Olsen from uh, It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia. Olsen Twins? No, it, different one. Um, she's D on It's Always Funny, Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. And the idea is that they're doing like an HGTV show, but they stumble across like a, a, a drug house that's filled with money and, 
It looked like an interesting premise for a sitcom. I'm just not interested in watching. But it's only 10 minutes long? I think that's that's it. Mm. And also, I just don't want to watch TV on my phone. Watching a TikTok, and that's at least, you know, something where I think the limit is like you can't be more than 30 seconds for a TikTok, right? So that makes sense. Well, you don't ride the bus, though, either. Or Or the subway. I haven't for a long time. It's a good point. You in the subway. They're saying in their own statement, QB, uh, they're saying that the reason they failed is, quote, the idea itself wasn't strong enough to justify a standalone streaming service. Oh, boy. Or because of our timing. So now if you are a QB subscriber, and I don't know anyone that's a QB subscriber, but if you are, uh, you'll be getting a, uh, an email letting you know the final date you'll be able to access this thing. I wonder if people just got confused and thought that this QB was QVC. You know, it does sound a lot like it. Launched on April 6th, there were two plans. You could give them $5 a month and watch shows with ads, or give them 8 bucks a month and you could watch everything without commercials. Company sought to distinguish itself by focusing exclusively on mobile devices. There was some show that they did where it's like a Steven Spielberg show, and the idea was... It was like a horror show, but you could only watch it when it was dark outside, wherever you lived. Okay. Well, we're, <laughs> right? we're, we're getting kind of cute here. Right? We're getting kind of precious. There was a, a, some tracking they did. Again, they launched in April. By July, they lost more than 90% of their subscribers when their three-month uh, trial ran out. We outlasted them. We did. I mean, by a day. We hit, We did. By at least one day. <laughs> That's a great point. Not going to make any more promises than that, but. <laughs> so when they launched, they had 910,000 users sign up. And it was, you sign up for free, and then after three months, we charge you. Yeah. And only 72,000 stuck uh, around hung, to pay. Hung in there. 72,000? For a company that has a more than a billion dollars of investment in it, oh boy! Well, they will be uh, they will be shutting down. This was this was not a good idea. Well, I'm sure they'll all get another chance somewhere. Hell yeah! I mean, listen, Jeffrey Katzenberg is is gonna do just fine. Meg Whitman's gonna be all right. The people behind this. Yeah, no one's no one's losing their house over QB. Meg with Number three. 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 You ever been to Potow, Oklahoma? Don't think so. Don't go. I've been to a Sonic in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. What were you doing in Oklahoma in the first place? On my way to Phoenix. So there was it an airport? No. Or you drove? Drove. And they had a Sonic there. Yeah. And you thought it was what's... over over there by the uh Cowboy Hall of Fame. So how long ago would that have been? Oh, quite a little while ago. I was going to say, that's that's the 30, early days. 30 years ago? I got a, my wife had a craving for a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. So I went to the Sonic there on Elmore this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say this. They knocked it out of the park. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty damn good grilled cheese sandwich. Or so I'm told. That was the review. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I... You didn't have any. No, I just got one for, for the missus. Boy, that's tough bringing home a grilled cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. because even though it's only probably you're only by car, you're what seven eight minutes away. Yeah, it's still 
That's touchy. That's dicey. You, you don't think I, I, you wouldn't trust me to have it in the car that long without cracking it open? No, 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 no. Just the fact that uh, a grilled cheese sandwich, you kind of got to eat a, kind of pretty hot. They had it wrapped. It was, yeah, it, it worked stayed, out. It stayed warm. It worked out. I, had, I hadn't been to Sonic in a long time. Yeah. And then I went and got the grilled cheese sandwich there. And What'd you uh, get yourself? Got nothing for myself. Look at you. Just out on a mission. Yeah. Just out on a mission to, to get my wife a grilled cheese sandwich. Is this a white month for you? No, I just wasn't. Wasn't particularly hungry. Yeah. Pottow, Oklahoma. Two men accused yesterday in a criminal charge of performing an illegal gender reassignment surgery on a volunteer at their cabin and then keeping the body parts in a freezer so they could eat them later on. Who volunteers for that? (laughs) I think, of course, (laughs) that. That's the term they're using. Yeah, volunteer. You know, a, uh, volunteer. <laughs> this may be kind of messed up, but am I the only one getting a boner right now? Bobby Lee Allen and Thomas Evan Gates arrested after going to the hospital to try and visit the victim of this. Bobby Lee Allen. Gender reassignment surgery that took place at a cabin, apparently. Sheriff telling reporters, quote, I can't say it's cult activity. It's something we have never in my career run across in this part of the country. It's borderline some type of activity. We know there's a lot of rumors out there, but at this time, there's no danger to the public. Don't try, don't try to protect this part of the country. <laughs> That's not necessary. Is that where they have the diseased bad jamboree? Yeah, it's right there in uh, Pontow, Oklahoma. Sure. The 28-year-old victim flew from Virginia to Dallas. This sort of twisted stuff doesn't happen in Oklahoma. (laughs) Okay. That's what we're supposed to believe. Okay, boomer sooner. Only in Oklahoma. The 28-year-old victim flew from Virginia to Dallas and then was driven to the cabin in southeast Oklahoma for the surgery. Oh. The victim made contact with Bob Lee Allen through a website while searching online about castrations and related terms. I don't know that you can be a volunteer and a victim or a victim and a volunteer. This website apparently requires registration to access. In a registration box, there's a welcome note from the Eunuch Maker and the EM Crew. So Eunuch Maker and EM Crew, EM standing for Eunuch Maker. The victim told investigators that Allen performed the removal on October 12th on a covered makeshift table at the residence and that Gates helped by handing over the surgical equipment. That's the crew. The victim said he was awake for the two-hour surgery after being injected in the needed areas. The victim, quote, stated that after the surgery was over, Allen said that he was going to consume the parts and laughed and said that he was a cannibal. The victim also told uh, authorities that Allen talked about the time he worked on someone that he described to be crazy and that he left the mail opened up to die overnight. The victim further stated that Allen had six more clients on the way to have the same operation. It's a busy day. And that Allen informed him that he had a freezer with body parts 
and showed him pictures of the body parts in the freezer on his phone. The victim said Allen took him to the hospital the next day because he had a lot of bleeding. After first telling him no morgue, no ER. He said Allen told him if he passed out or died that he would dump him in the woods. Listen, buddy. Wow. He said, if anyone asks you what happened, you tell them you've done it to yourself when they got to the hospital. There's a lot there. He told medical personnel there at the hospital that the two men tried to get him to participate in some cannibalism while he was there at the house, the cabin there in Oklahoma. Sheriff investigators became involved after the hospital reported the surgery. In a search of the cabin, investigators found a plastic bag with what appeared to be testicles in a deep freeze in a bedroom. These two uh, surgeons there, the eunuch crew, the, what is it, the the eunuch, yeah, the eunuch maker crew, uh, they were arrested and charged in LaFleur County District Court. In the castration, they face felony counts of conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery, performing unlicensed surgery, maiming, and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. They also face a misdemeanor count of failure to bury the removed parts. That's the least of their problems, I'm imagining. Uh, They also face one felony and two misdemeanor drug-related counts based on a search of the residence. Bail for each is set at $295,000. Wow. Now, I'm always looking for a good deal. (laughs) Yeah? But there are certain things you don't scrimp on. (laughs) No? This would be one of them. Now, now the, the complete complaint is here. At some point in the affidavit, they talk about how, the, how they lured this guy into the, the cabin in the woods there in Oklahoma for this castration. This is, this is like something out of a horror movie, right? It's worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you get to use the term volunteer. Well... Victim volunteer. Oh, there's there's a bunch of stuff that's redacted here, and I've got six more lined up. Well, that's what he that's what he claimed. Now he didn't clean out the, the fridge. I mean, they're saying all they found was the testicles in the deep freeze in the bedroom. I don't know where the rest of the body parts are that this guy claimed that he had, and he was showing pictures of. And a fry daddy. <laughs> Who wants a chimichanga? No, thanks. Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> Hard pass on that. Uh, I got places to be. <laughs> Yikes. He is elephant making love to a cat rough on you. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Just none of that's great. Wow. Well, uh, I look forward to that being turned into a movie. From the good people at Blumhouse. Uh, that'll be in theaters next year, I imagine. It's all there. Yeesh. Four. 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 Darren, a story here from Florida. Yes. Florida. That I think takes a pretty interesting turn. Uh, Florida lawyer. This guy is a, a 41-year-old lawyer there in Miami. Guy's name is Aaron Honecker. Uh, he is in trouble hmm. because they say he robbed six banks 
a lawyer who is now being accused of being a serial bank robber. Mm Mm-hmm. Busted this week as he was on his way to rob bank number six. Mm. He's accused of holding up five banks there in Miami since September 30th. He must be pretty good at it. Well, he was good at five of them, not the sixth. And he only got cash in two of the uh, the five that he did before the sixth one, by the way. So, I Well, then know. that's not really robbing a bank. Is it? Well, I guess it is. Attempted robbery. They tend to not tell you how much money bank robbers get away with. Yes. And they do that because they don't want to encourage people to rob banks. Oh, I had no idea I could make that sort of windfall. Well, you you, you find when you rob a bank, I'm not saying this from any personal experience, but you find when you rob a bank and you're you're sitting in the, uh, the back seat of the getaway car counting the money, you find that it's not quite as much money as you had hoped it would be. It's always just whatever they have on hand, which tends to not be the windfall that you think it is. That's why you have to rob, in the last uh, three weeks, allegedly six banks. Yeah, you would think it would have to be at least five digits, right? It's never that. It's never five digits? No, it's rarely four digits. Oh, boy. Arrested. That's a lot of heartache. (laughs) Yeah. Arrested after a detective spotted him downtown on Tuesday. He was carrying a hammer. And demanded, uh, he had demand notes. He confessed right then and there that he was heading to another planned robbery at a bank there in Miami. If you saw anybody walking downtown. With a hammer? With a hammer. You would think, something's not right. Mm. Right? Mm. That That is odd. That is odd. He's listed on the Florida bar as a member in good standing. Till now. Both that and his LinkedIn page say he's with the Coral Gables, Florida firm of Martinez Morales. Uh, but the company tells the newspaper down there, the Miami Herald, that this guy disappeared from work two years ago and never came back. Stop showing up. <laughs> That's not... He took his hammer and went home. He has been committing, according to this complaint here, a series of bank robberies and attempted bank robberies in South Florida over the last two weeks. That's according to the Department of Justice. Aaron Patrick Honaker is his name. Criminal complaint charges him with robbing $1,050 from a bank on October 3rd and getting another $800 from a bank in Coral Gables on October 10th. It also charges him with attempting to rob four banks around the same time. He was someone who used to work at these boutique law firms. Former co-workers describe him as highly intelligent, disciplined, sharp, brilliant. Uh, one says, quote, I have no explanation as to how he got to this point. A lawyer accused of six bank robberies. Yeah. He would leave threatening notes, according to the uh, complaint affidavit. Honecker, quote, followed a consistent approach during the six robbery attempts, two of which were successful. Honecker would enter each bank alone, walk up to a teller window, and ask the teller for assistance in making a withdrawal. Honecker would pass a note to the bank teller that contained handwritten instructions and warnings. The warnings included, do not touch the alarm or call the police, empty all of your 50s and 100s and put it in an envelope, keep calm and give me all the money in the drawer, I have a gun. And can you let me know how much change I have? Here's a bag. (laughs) I'd like a toaster too. He would take this note with him on the way out of the bank. Can I have my note, please? And I'd also like the note back, please. I worked on that so, all night long. Is, is he just 
bringing the same note to the banks like he wrote the note once? My good luck note. Well, it wasn't until it wasn't. At the time of his arrest, Honecker had a ballpoint hammer tucked in his waistband. It's a good look. And carried what appeared to be bank robbery demand notes and instructions on how to commit bank robberies. Now, hold on here. i got to make sure I've got my right note for you. Mm -hmm. This is it. Graduated from Duke University Law School and was in good standing with the Florida Bar. No discipline history there, according to the Bar, for the last 10 years. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because two grand's only going to go so far. In in Miami? In Miami? You know know how long you can live on two grand in Miami? Till lunch? If that. If you're eating light. Wow. Represented everything from gaming interests to Time Warner Incorporated. Under volunteerism on LinkedIn, he says he's the co-captain of the Southeast Florida Tour de Cure for the American Diabetes Association. Well. Wouldn't lie about that. So the idea is he would tuck the hammer in his pants to make it look like he had a gun. Oh, okay. That, right? That makes sense. That's why you would have a hammer. If I had a hammer. Oh, look, I do. There was, there was one part of the story where... The teller didn't understand what the instru- like what the instructions were. One of the reasons that he one of the banks that he went to he got nothing. He handed the note and she was like, "I don't know what any of this means. I don't understand your instructions." Well, let me take a look. And at he it. got let fed me, up and left me, with let, his note. Let me help you. Let's take a look at this. Let's see. <laughs> let me see. Let's see if we can figure this out together. <laughs> let me see if I can. And just maybe I can walk you walk you through. Let this. me see if I can figure this out. Serial bank robber. Maybe I can. I might be able to remember most of this without the note. (laughs) You know, I'm just going off the top of my head. I think I think I I just want you to give me the money. Yeah, I think the gist of it is. uh, (laughs) I could be wrong. Just put some money in a bag and then I'll be gone. (laughs) I want you to give me the money that you have and then I will I will leave. And then (laughs) that's. That's the gist of it. Kind of how we used to do it at Duke. This is from the Miami Herald. Uh, One time, the complaint says Honecker's note confused the bank teller. The teller glazed at the note and, without realizing its true meaning, asked Honecker to fill out a withdrawal slip first because she needed an account number. Yeah, I I can't help you with this robbery uh, unless I've got an account number. (laughs) He hands her or him... A note saying, give me the money, I have a gun. And the teller says, I don't understand this, I need your account number first. I've just started here. So then, on the withdrawal slip, he wrote, read the note I gave you. (laughs) That was the note that wanted all the 100s, 50s, and 20s. The teller uh, told Honecker that the bank kept its cash in all the counting machines. So she couldn't give him what he wanted. I don't know. And he walked away with nothing. No. No. You get nothing. No. <laughs> I don't understand what you want. I'm, I'm going to need an account number to no. do this withdrawal. Account number, please. <laughs> no. Five. 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 Number five. Got a Yumbo story. Now, for you newer listeners, a Yumbo is described as a, a so- story that breaks in the news, and then upon further inspection, there's something that doesn't quite add up, and it's named after a sandwich that Burger King had rolled out that they claimed 
they had out in the 70s, Darren maintains that they made the whole thing up. For nostalgia reasons. Right. Yeah. But, oh, remember the Yumbo? <laughs> no. And if anyone would remember at Burger King, it's Darren Pitra. Do you remember the, the limo burger at Burger King? The limo burger? This is an interesting concept, and I don't know why this didn't catch on. The limo burger is basically two cheeseburgers, but the bun is extra long. Oh, I... Oh, they they had yes, I do remember those. A pair of triple cheeseburgers. Call it. They didn't call it the limo burger. That's what it says. They've here. had that in the last few years. Yeah, the long, extra long um, cheeseburger. So, I had those. So it's on like a like a sesame hoagie. seed hoagie bun, right. right? And then you've got like uh, two or three patties on it. Yeah, they called it, it the okay. they called it the limo burger. They also called it the extra long cheeseburger. That's what they called it. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on where you were going to Burger King. Yeah. But it's like a limousine hamburger. I like the idea of that. The, the You didn't y- get in on that? I've never heard of that until yeah. I was doing some research on the Yumbo sandwich, which, again, was a real thing. Darren just maintains that it wasn't. That's right. They also had, in 1980, Burger King rolled out a veal sandwich. Do you remember that? Uh, like a... Veal. A chicken parmesan sandwich? It was a veal parmesan sandwich, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. These things. uh, The yumbo, not so much. You say the yumbo never happened. So when we say yumbo, that means a story, again, that was in the news, and then we we get more details and we find out, well, wait a minute, were were we lied to? Mm -hmm. There's been this story in the news of this woman who got lost at the Zion National Park. California woman. She was out uh, hiking. Holly uh, Courtier is her name. And she says she got lost while she was on a hike. She hit her head somehow and was missing for a number of days. And they, you know, did this exhaustive search for her. Mm -hmm. And they found her. And it's been a real feel-good story Mm -hmm. that this woman who went missing at the Zion National Park But you're always so much suspicious of somebody who hits their head, huh? Well, I, I, I'll I, be a dead honest. I read this story. I mean, we didn't really talk about it because a woman gets lost in the woods doesn't really, and is found. It's not a ton of fun. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do with that? The sheriff who was behind the search and rescue for this woman there in Utah is saying there's a lot to her story that does not add up. Gotcha. And he's talking about it in this report. Uh, Sergeant Daryl Cashin from the Washington County Sheriff's Search and Rescue says his team was enlisted to help Rangers search for this 38-year-old mom from Los Angeles who went missing on October 6th. Now, she was found safe on Sunday. And he's saying that there are a lot of, his words now, discrepancies and questions that do not add up. She was rescued from what National Park Service officials described as thickly vegetated area along the Virgin River. She was able to leave of her own capability with minimal assistance, according to the National Park Service spokesperson in this story about her being, you know, rescued. They found her. She was recovered within roughly a half a mile from where authorities said she was uh, spotted. Cordier's daughter, Kelly Lee Chambers, has a different description of events that took place. She told CNN that her mom hurt her head early in the hike and became disoriented. Injured her head in a tree and was disoriented as a result. 
and then ended up, luckily, uh, being near a water source, a riverbed. She thought her best chance of survival was to stay next to a water source. Because she ran into a tree? Yeah, bonked her head on a tree like Georgia the Jungle, and then thought, there's a river. If I stay by the river, then I'll be okay. The Virgin River. Right. The head injury, the story that we had as of yesterday was that this head injury had left Holly Courtier unable to walk. So she's just rolling around until she finds a river. Like a log? (laughs) She was found 12 days after disappearing at Zion National Park. Her kid left her there? Well, her kid wasn't there. Her kid wasn't there. The, the, The daughter said she gave up hope of finding her mom, Holly Courtier, who's 38, last seen getting off a shuttle at the park on October 6th. She was supposed to get on a return shuttle that afternoon, but injured her head on a tree. Daughter told CNN here uh, she was very disoriented as a result and thankfully ended up near a water source, a riverbed. She stayed put, believing that that was her best chance of survival, as she was unable to take more than a step or two without collapsing. Taken to a hospital as she was malnourished and dehydrated. Now, the daughter met with her her mom on Monday, and she said to a CNN, she told me she was so dehydrated she couldn't open her mouth. And that she lost a lot of weight and had bruises all over her body. She had begun to lose hope that her... uh, that she was going to get found. And the family kind of gave up on her. They gave, they had cadaver dogs. Uh, and when they saw the cadaver dogs looking for, for Holly, they thought, okay, well, the, you know, that's the end of it. Why did she have bruises all over her body? Well, probably because she, she was re- rolling around like a log. Is she know. repeatedly running into a tree? Mm-hmm. Visiting the national parks was always her dream. She lost her job as a nanny due to COVID-19 family that she was working for couldn't afford to keep her on so she turned that into a positive thing that said that gave her time to get out and see the parks she absolutely loves hiking it's one of her favorite things to do and she needs clarity and she wanted to spend some more time with herself i could see that if you're a nanny and you get let go from your nanny gig you think i need some time but this just for me i get it well this this Guy in the search and rescue department is is saying he's been on the, the force there for like nine years. Doing I know rescue. things. He says he has more than two decades performing search and rescue operations. He's an emergency medical technician. And he says there's a lot of aspects of this family stories that just don't make any sense. One, if she did indeed use the Virgin River as a water source for the 12 days that she was gone. Mm hmm. He says there's a high probability that she'd be dead because that water contains a toxic level of cyanobacteria. Everybody knows that. Quote, if she had been drinking that water, unless she had some really high immune system, she would have been very, very ill and probably unable to come out on her own. She either took a lot of water with her or had another clean water source that was near here. But the Virgin River is not that source. He also, by the way, this guy questions the severity of her head injury. He says that if it were that severe, the people who rescued her would have taken specific measures. He says if if we found somebody in that condition with that kind of severe head injury that would have caused all that confusion. You wouldn't let her walk out of there. Yeah, we would have at the minimum called for a transport agency to check her out. The fact that that didn't happen, he says, tells me that they did not find any significant injury to her that would have prompted them to do that. 
He says, some question her decision regarding her trip to the park. She didn't tell anyone in her family about the trip. And she left for the trip to go to Zion National Park in the middle of the night, which seems kind of odd, right? If she's by the Virgin River, he says, she's not down in the valley, not in the backcountry, up in the plateaus and the peaks. She's in that main part of the canyon, which always has thousands of people walking up and down those trails. I'm sure people walk by yelling for her. And she, you know... I'm sleeping. I I want a little me time. I don't need this right now. So, yeah, at least this, this fellow who, it would seem, knows what he's talking about is saying there's just a lot to her story. Got some holes in it. Not so fast. Potential yumbo. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That was fun. That was an enjoyable look back at the top five things that we did on our morning show on Planet 93.9, the Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. I enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. If it uh, is not enough, you can go to nachoradio.com and become a patron, and you'll have access to every podcast we've ever done. And uh, also exclusive rights to our patron-only podcast. This particular one was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Nature's Treatment's uh, goal is to fully understand their clients physically, mentally, and emotionally because they know it's not easy to live with a chronic illness and they want to help out. Their experienced wellness consultants can sit down with you and discuss the options that are going to make you feel better, make you feel more comfortable. Frequently asked questions are answered if you'd like to take a look at the website, ntillinois.com. Till we get a chance to do another one of these for you, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Dabbing board, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Screw you guys, I'm going home.